Welcome to the Two Witnesses Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Caleb, journey through the story of the Bible, seeking a better understanding of God's Word and the spiritual war that rages all around us. Hello, and welcome to episode five of the Two Witnesses Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Caleb. And today we're going to be going over chapter six in Genesis. Yep. So we might not get out of like the first four or five verses. Yeah. So funny story um, about chapter six. So Mike and I, we've been friends since uh, our church had a family camp. Okay. And um, we were driving back to Philip's house one day. We were in the car with Philip as we were going back to his house. And Philip brought up the point that Michael and I both love Revelation and Genesis. So then Mike brought up what we're going to go over today. And we talked for, no joke, we talked from about 7 o'clock at night to 4 in the morning, I think. Something like that. We, yeah. we talked for several hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> about Genesis and Revelation and stuff. So Starting with this section yeah. here. All right. So, so let's see. So I was the one... Who read in the last episode? You want to start us off for chapter six? Yes, I will. All right. Now it came to pass. Oh, wait a minute. We forgot to open in prayer. We forgot to open in prayer. Oh, well, that's good Shut catch because we would have screwed. Yes. We would have butchered that if we didn't. <laughs> yes, right, Caleb, would you open us in prayer, please? Yes, I will. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you so much for all that you've done for us. God, um, we're all sinners and. We've sinned, um, and we just ask that you forgive us, Father. Um, we thank you so much for sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. Um, we pray that you help us follow him, help us bear or take up a cross and um, follow after him. And, Lord God, we just pray that you be with Michael and I, that we may, um, no, be with Michael and me, sorry, that we may um, rightly divide your word and... Um, allow our viewer, viewers to understand um, what we're saying and have grace on us if we say anything incorrectly. Lord God, we just love you so much, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So now you can read, Caleb. Okay. <clears throat> now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters, daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. Okay, so... This was the exact scripture that we went over in that six hours at Philip's house. Yep. First two verses. At least that we started out with. Yeah, this is where we started out. So, this has been a very, very controversial passage. I'll pull up Job, because I know we're going to need it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, So, the question is, who are the sons of God, and who are the daughters of men. Um, Now, there are three basic views. I mean, there are derivatives of this view, of each of these views that are more specific or less specific. But the three basic views are, firstly, that the the, um, sons of God were uh, the godly line of Seth. Okay, so that's the first view. But then again, if you look at th- that, would that would say that they're men, and if you yeah. look, 
Well, I'm going to get to that, okay? <sighs> I'm just going over the three basic views so that then people will actually know what other people have believed. All right, okay? all right, all right. So, we will go over the three basic views and then we'll go in more in depth into the one that we believe is correct. Okay. So, three basic views. First view is what they call the Sons of Seth. Yeah. Which basically says that the sons of God are the righteous line of Seth and the daughters of men are the unrighteous line of Cain. Uh, the second view is that the sons of God are rulers, kings, judges, because there are sections in the Bible where the term sons of God appears to apply to earthly judges. And so they think that that is who it's talking about. They're talking about kings, they're talking about judges, they're talking about high-ranking officials. The third view, which is the one that Caleb and I both believe, is that the sons of God were angels. Uh, the phrase, Bene Ha Elohim, sons of God, is only used in the Old Testament to refer to spiritual beings, to angels. Uh, and, and in Job, um, let's see, where, where is it? what verse? Um, okay, verse, or chapter 1, verse 6 of Job. Now there was a day when the sons of God came, Elohim. came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan and Satan also came among them. Mm-hmm. So we have the sons of God, the B'nai Ha Elohim, exact same phrase, exact same Hebrew phrase, and it's referring rather obviously, I would think, to angelic beings. Also, uh, Satan was among them. Yes, and exactly. Satan is an angelic being. Exactly. Satan is a fallen angel. He was the guardian cherub that covered. And the other two points that uh, people believe that this scripture could be talking about, sons of God, they they say they're man. Yes, okay? but if exactly. You look at this. Why would it say sons of God and daughters of men? Why wouldn't it say sons yes. of God and daughters of God, or mm -hmm. sons of men and daughters of men, or righteous men? And unrighteous women. As a matter of fact, why would it need to clarify at all? If he was talking about men, it probably would have said sons and daughters. Exactly. Yeah. Or women and or men and women. Yep. Now let me see. Okay. So I do not have a copy of it on me right now, uh, but I sh I should have had that day. I should have had a copy ready. If I actually thought ahead, I would have had a copy. Um, but. There is a book known as First Enoch, which is extra biblical. It doesn't appear in the canon of the Bible. So you can't take it as truth, but... We can't take it as in inerrant scripture. Yeah. But it talks about this section here. Um, but I think we'll leave that mostly out of the discussion at the moment. I just wanted to bring it up for some reason. Anyway, so like you said, both of the other views are that... The sons of God were men. They were men. And that doesn't really make sense because if you would read the next, let us see, that's uh, the next two verses, three and four of chapter six. Oh, sorry, I spaced. Wait, wait, real quick, before you go there, if you read the verse right before it, the first verse, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. 
and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they chose wives for themselves of all whom they choose. Okay. You multiply when you marry. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a kid when you marry. Mm-hmm. Not before. So, assuming that's how it's happening, um, the, uh, the men are marrying. It says in the first verse, the men are marrying the women and are having children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second verse says, the sons of God are marrying women. Yeah. So, why would it say it twice? Yeah. Because there's some... Why, what's the difference? You know, yeah. what's different about these also, sons of God? Also, why would they be called men and sons of God in the same sentence? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but if you read the next two verses, then, I'll, then I'm going to bring up something else. Okay. And the Lord said... My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. I'm going to start over, sorry. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Okay. So, the word translated giants is Nephilim. (laughs) And some people uh, try to make it mean fallen ones uh, rather than giants, but it means giants. Um, And so, if this was Men marrying men. Even the righteous line of Seth. You say men marrying men. Uh, that, that, I can't. I'm you. sorry. <laughs> ah, my apologies. My, <laughs> my mouth does not always say what my brain yeah. is thinking. Men marrying women. Men marrying. If this was just humans humans. marrying humans. Yeah. Okay. Then, e- even if it's just the righteous line of Cain and the unrighteous line of Seth. Right, I mixed that up. The righteous line of Seth and the unrighteous line of Cain. I cannot talk today. Um, why would that produce giants? You're right. You know, that that doesn't make yeah, sense. That doesn't make sense at all. Human yeah. versus human, and all of a sudden giants pop out. <laughs> yeah, that would, yep. that's a very good point. And the other thing is, it happens consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, because the word translated when. So it says, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of man, that word can also be translated whenever. So whenever the sons of God came into the daughters of man, they bore them giants. Yeah. So to me, at least, and there are people who will disagree, the only interpretation that makes sense is that they were angels. Also, once again, this is uh extra scripture this is not something that's in the scripture mm-hmm. so we aren't taking it as 100% truth but in the book of Enoch mm-hmm. that talks about the story of how giants were created by fallen mm-hmm. angels yep um going and yeah having it, kids it, that one is much more explicit and says literally that angels came down and had it actually names the angels women. it actually names the angels yeah and it goes through how all of this happened. So, assuming uh, that's correct, that is also more evidence. Yes. Um, now, one argument that people will use against this is the passage in, I think it's Matthew, 
I can pull it up. If you um, do you remember the passage where Matt, where Jesus says, uh, remember the Pharisees are testing him and he says, you know, uh, guy, the seven brothers marry. And, yes, absolutely. And I can find that. in the resurrection, whose wife will she be? And Jesus replies, do you not know that in the resurrection, they are like the angels in heaven who neither marry nor give in marriage? Yeah. So people will use that as an argument. They go, see, look, angels can't marry. So obviously this can't be angels. Yeah. Well, first off, that's the angels in heaven. That's the righteous angels. The righteous angels. It's the unfallen angels. And they fell when they decided to do this. Because that was their sin. Um, And uh, it says that they don't marry. It doesn't say that they can't marry, that they're incapable of marrying. It says that they don't. And that also doesn't talk about whether or not they can actually have sex. You know, he said the S word. I <laughs> Ew. Ew, yeah, I know. It's disgusting. Okay, okay, so another section that talks about this. In <laughs> you haven't even Jude- made it past the first two verses yet. It's, it, no, how- in verse four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so much better. <laughs> well, remember, I said that we weren't going to make it out of like, the first six verses. Yeah, we're probably going to oh. have to. Yeah, well, go ahead. Besides, the next after this, it jumps over to the story of Noah, which will be a good place to yes. start the next episode. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I can't wait. Yep. So, let's see. So, doop, 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 doop. Where you at, Jude? Okay. Yes, here we go. Jude, verse, uh, starting at verse 5. Now, I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe, and the angels, who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day, just as, just as, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Oh my gosh, that is, I haven't even, I didn't even, I've never read that. Yeah. That is very descriptive with what we're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. That, because it compares the sin of the angels who kept not their first estate to the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Who likewise? Hey, and he indulged. refers to Enoch. Yeah, he does. A little bit so down. Going along with the book of Enoch, possibly. Uh, yeah, this uh, is actually a quote from the book of Enoch. New, now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men, also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all. Uh, to Wait, is this going to... To execute judgment on all and to convict the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness that they have commit, committed in such an ungodly way. He uses the word ungodly a lot. <laughs> no, 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 but... So Jude, he Jude. didn't know Enoch. No, he didn't. So where did he get his information from? From the book of First the Enoch. The book of Enoch. Yeah, yes. Jude quotes the book of First Enoch. And I think... I think it's in First Peter as well. You can imagine how we talked for six hours that night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and we're just getting started. Like, we haven't even touched on some of the other things that I want to talk about. Yeah, I literally have... I'm in chapter... Or verse 3... I'm, we're still not talking about this, these verses because verse three. I'm going to bring up a big point. In a sec. Okay, so Second uh, Peter, Second Peter, okay, chapter two. Uh, let me get there. Yep. Okay, Second Peter. You want to read or do you want me to? 
Uh, well, since I'm, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Okay, go ahead. Uh, for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until a judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, and skipping down, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from tiles and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority, which again links back to the, what Jude said about the angels who kept not their f- position of authority, and he compares it to defiling passion. And the word translated there uh, as hell in my Bible, cast them into hell, that's actually Tartarus, which is different than hell. Okay, it's the Greek word Tartarus. Okay. Okay. So. Hades was underground, right? Hell was underground for the Greeks. Tartarus was a pit so far below the earth as it was as far below the earth as earth was below heaven. And heaven, according to the Greeks, was so high up that you could drop a bronze anvil and it would fall for seven days before it hit the earth. And then it would fall for another seven days before it reached Tartarus. Yeah? Think about this. Do you know who was put in Tartarus in the Greek myths? The Titans. The first race of gods. And then they were replaced by Zeus. Angels. Exactly. Oh my god! Dude! Holy crap! Dude! Oh my gosh! That is so freaking cool! Yeah. Bro! So, okay, so... Evidence that, that, uh, uh, so the Greeks could have taken these angels as gods. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> the angels claimed to be gods. And then you had that first run that were thrown into Tartarus. And then you had more angels that fell. That is the coolest scripture I've ever heard in my entire life, dude. Oh my gosh. Um, so the angels in Sodom and Gomorrah were able to blind all of the men of the city. You know? Mm-hmm. So we know angels have supernatural powers. So it's not that big of a stretch to think that the gods, air quotes, that the uh, the Greeks and the Sumerians and the Babylonians, the gods that they worshipped, were fallen angels. Yeah. <laughs> so cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to move on? Um, I mean, there's so much more we could talk about, but we should probably shorten it. We've given enough. Yeah, for the moment. All right, so um, verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Think back in the last couple chapters. Um, chapter 5. Okay. Mm-hmm. All these guys are living 900 years, right? Yep. Okay. So men used to live a lot longer. But all things lead... To uh, destruction All from the fall. Yeah. Okay, so over time, the length of man has shortened. Mm-hmm. Okay? First of all, this is a prophecy. Mm-hmm. It will be 120 years. Mm-hmm. Because I'll get to that in a sec. So if you think about it, um, there was a lot less people on the earth at this time. Mm-hmm. So they would need a lot more time to multiply on the earth, to mm-hmm. fill the earth. Yeah. So, because there's a lot less people. So if they all lived 100 years, 
mm-hmm. it'd be a lot harder, and we'd probably only have like a couple million people on Earth right now. I have some information on that that I will get to in after the flood. Okay, I'll talk about it after the flood. Um, rather than the seven billion that we do have. Okay, mm-hmm. but God wanted the Earth to be filled. Okay, mm-hmm. so he they used to live around nine hundred years, but like he said. My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is, he is indeed indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. Okay. As we know, right now, the oldest man living, or the oldest man to ever live that we have record of is, I think, 121. Mm-hmm. 120 years. Their days shall be 120 years. So if that's the max. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something else, though, that you might not have considered. Uh... I've heard it taught that the 120 years could have been until the flood. You have 120 years and then the flood's going to come. Because it can also, in addition to being translated, his days shall be, it can also be translated as this age shall be. As in like the end of the age shall be 120 years. And so God was going, okay, you guys have 120 years. Noah's going to build the ark. And then... Flood. Yeah. No. I never read it like that, but that makes sense. Yeah. Now, that does not discount what you just said, because God's prophecies often refer to multiple things. Yeah. You know, like Pastor Kim was talking today about the abomination of desolation. Yeah. And that referred both to the destruction of Jerusalem and to a, a still future abomination of desolation yeah. in the, during the tribula- tribulation. A lot of Bible prophecy is like that. They they have what's called an already but not yet fulfillment. So it's already been fulfilled, but it's also still not fulfilled. Yeah. You know, it's still going to be fulfilled in the future. And so the immediate fulfillment for the 120 years could have been the flood. Because the immediate fulfillment shows you that this prophecy is true. And then because people still lived more than 120 years, even all the way up till uh, Isaac and Jacob. Yeah, because then there was only eight people on the earth, and the whole process mm-hmm. had to start over again. They had to remultiply the earth. Yep. So, and that was, you know... Anyway, moving on. Okay. Verse 5. Verse 5. Then the Lord... Ah, Sorry. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Okay. So Philip, he's had this theory. By the way, this is Totally theory. It's just a cool thought. There's not a lot of evidence to back it up. It's just a cool thought. Speculation warning. Speculation warning. Okay. So don't take this as truth at all. This is just something we like. We like making theories and stuff. It's just so cool to think about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, or no, no, sorry. Not Jesus. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. Okay. Is the Lord... Sorry that he's made us. Now. Hmm. 
Do you think he is? Do you think he he looks at us and says, I wish I'd never made you? Well, now that we're past the cross, I don't know. I yeah, that's my that. point. Yeah. Okay, this is before the cross. Right. Okay. So, because we're justified. Mm-hmm. So, he's not thinking right now, I wish I never made you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there is hope through Jesus, mm-hmm. I don't think he's saying that to even the sinners. Or, no, we are sinners, to, to the wicked, mm-hmm. the yeah. unsaved. I don't think he's even saying, I wish I never made you, because God loves all of us right. equally. Right. And um, he wants them to accept Christ. He wants them to trust in him. He wants that relationship. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sure he wanted the relationship before the flood, too. But I seriously doubt that the Lord wished, wished he never made us now. Yeah. Okay. But putting this into perspective, what if um, what if before the flood, they were more evil than we are now? Much more evil. Well, if you think about the fact that they had angels interbreeding with men all over the, or women, all of, with mankind. Yeah. All over the place. So you had the giants running around. You had the angels teaching. Because that's one of the things that it says in the book of Enoch is that uh, the angels, the fallen angels, taught mankind how to make weapons of war, how to do makeup, how to do sorcery. They yeah. taught them all this stuff. And so they were, yeah, I, I think they were probably much more evil or at least evil in a different way yeah. because they were mixing kinds. So imagine the, uh, imagine that world, imagine how evil our world is now mm-hmm. compare it to what it could have been back then before the flood. Yeah. Because God yeah. wiped the whole thing out. God, God And God promised he would never do it again. Yeah. So, um, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Go ahead with what you're saying. I lost it. Um, and so something I forgot to bring up earlier is, okay, so if you ask a Christian nowadays, okay, why is the world so screwed up? Okay. Answers Genesis 3, right? The fall. Adam and Eve sinned. But if you'd asked a Jew of Jesus's day, why is the world so screwed up? They would have said, yeah, I mean, Adam and Eve's sin is one of the reasons, but it's not the only reason. The other reason is Mount Hermon, where the angels came down and swore an oath and then interbreeded with mankind and began teaching them all this stuff. And it was because of the angels' fall and their interference with humanity was one of the big reasons, one of the two big reasons why sin existed in the world. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm not reading anymore. But um, so later on, I know this is Michael's probably going to tell me to stop, but I'm not going to. Later on, the Noah's, Noah's Ark comes to rest on the top of Mount Ararat. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know what? No, I'm going to leave it for the next episode. Okay. Okay. So or just cut this. When out. we get this, because when get we get to Ararat, then I can describe the whole technology part being better. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Thanks to the angels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. The and forging we, and everything. Like, how do you think they used to get to the metal down, down so far? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Like, you can go to a rock, but like steel, mm-hmm. stuff like that. How did they do that? Mm-hmm. And also, um, and where did they get the idea to 
make coal forges and heat the metal up real hot to move it. Mm-hmm. And also, um, there's some other stuff that we'll talk about in the next episode as well. Yeah. All right. So, what we're going to do now is we're trying out a couple different ways of splitting these episodes into half-hour sections. And so, what we're going to try this week, and I think it's going to work pretty well, is this is part one. And in a few days, part two will come out. Uh. So, uh, shout-outs. So, coming up, people, we got Harvest Party on Halloween from 5 to 8.30 at night. I'm getting pretty hyped. What about you, Michael? Uh, it's going to be fun. That is the lamest answer I've ever heard. <laughs> Guys, costume contest polls are up. And yes. we, everybody, so far, a whole two people have voted Three. yes. Three. Oh my gosh, the numbers are really skyrocketing, aren't they? Really jumped up by fifty percent. Yeah. <laughs> um. So no, no. Fifty uh, percent. Because it was two, and then we got another vote. So that's fifty percent. Would, would that they be one hundred fifty percent gain? It, no. No. Hundred. Sorry, I mean stupid. Okay, I got you. Okay. So harvest party. So the costume contest. Mike, any ideas for rewards? Because we will be hosting it. We're still working on that. I'm not sure yet. Candy? Just candy? Bunch of candy? Probably. Okay. Probably. Probably a bunch of candy. No. You're done. You know no, 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 no. Actually, no. No, no. Not candy. We're not going to announce that because it's a secret special surprise. Okay. okay. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, we were originally thinking singular costumes. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the judging system, because it wouldn't really be fair... If Mike and I want to be in this costume contest too, it wouldn't really be fair if uh, we were the the judges. Yeah. Because we would vote for ourselves. Obviously. <laughs> okay. So um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go around to Pastor Kim, Debbie, all the leaders that are at Harvest Party, and, and what we're going to do is instead of singular costumes, I'm thinking we have two groups, okay? We have a group that is going to dress as... No, 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 I'm not going to give it away. But we have one group that are going in a group. Um, a group costume. group costume. And another group that's going in a group costume. So yep. we're thinking we go team up. Team. Team be team. Okay. So you guys are going to have to show up to see our costumes. Anybody who isn't in on it. But uh, we're thinking about going around to the leaders and seeing which costume group they think is better and mm-hmm. whoever gets decided at the end gets all the candy or whatever we or decide. whatever we do oh sorry secret secret special surprise <laughs> whatever we end up doing is the uh the prize so anyway let's see other shout outs we have pastor kim's podcast yes. the transformed life link will be in the description as always we have let's see the narnia play Coming up. Yes. Yes. And we have our very own Aslan right here. Roar. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Jesus Lion. That's his new name for a while. At least until the play comes out. Jesus yeah. Lion. Like so him. we got that coming up. It's going to be November. Uh, I actually put a link to that on the website. Yes. Uh, in the description for our last episode. And there will be another one uh, on the description for this episode, uh, check out our website, guys. Um, I put 
a article up, a post up for every episode we release. And there are links to places to find the episodes. And announcements. And announcements. If we're missing a week or if we... Yep. Yep. So if we... Special or any guests coming on. Yeah. Then I will announce it on the website. If we can't do an episode, I'll put up a post going, hey, sorry, there's not going to be an episode this week or the episode's delayed or whatever. Uh, And I'll also have links to things that we talk about, uh, links to stuff that you can... Other articles by people who are way smarter than both of us. Yeah. (laughs) So that you can look more into the stuff we're talking about. Uh, so, for example, uh, last week we talked about the Tower of Babel and the city of Eridu. And I've got a link to an article by a guy named Derek Gilbert uh, about the city of Eridu on our website. So, you can check that out. Yeah. That's just such a fun name to say. Eridu. Eridu, Eridu, Eridu. Yeah. <laughs> um, other shout outs. Guys. Daniel and the gang are Monday nights at yes. 7 to 11 o'clock at night. 7 to 10. 7 to 10. Oh, man. I thought it was 11. Disappointment. Wish. I wish. wish it- I wish, too, bro. So, Daniel and the gang, Swing Dancing Club. Mostly you know what it is. Anybody, any viewers who does not, it's at, uh, where's it at? What's the church? Called? You can look at, oh, well, the church is uh, St. John's, St. John the Baptist Orthodox. In Post Falls. In Post Falls. Close to real life. Close to real life, yep. Opposite direction, same street. Yeah. Um, we don't have the address. We might be able to get that on the website. Yeah. Uh, I will probably put a link to their stuff. Uh, you can okay. find them by looking for Daniel and the gang on Instagram. He's got information there. Yep. Uh, and coming up next Monday. Not, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. No, as no, we re- sorry. We it, technically. Tomorrow. So not today. Not tomorrow as we record this. Today, when this comes out. The, the, the three days from now, two days later. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, not this week, but next week, that Monday. The 28th. The 28th costume party. Yeah. Second biggest night at swing dancing of the year. Yeah. You do not want to miss it. He's got cash prizes for the winners of the costume contest. Yes. Cash prizes. How real much? money. How much? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so our our group is going in our group costume, which you can get a little preview if you go. So we are going to announce it. But we're going in the same group costume we would be going for Harvest Party. And there's eight of us, I think. And we're going to have the biggest costume group. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. In the swing dance thing. And we've got some pretty good costumes. So yeah, I think we're going to win. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and question, then, question for yes. our viewers, definitely not for me. How much, uh, how much cash do we, <laughs> I don't Sorry, remember. I, meant I don't know, uh, how much he okay. doesn't actually announce amounts. I want to say it's like 15 bucks for first prize per, per person. I don't know about per person. 15 bucks, is eight people. Yeah. <laughs> we I, I, I don't remember. Each. I don't remember how he does it when you've got uh, a group. Cause he changes it up a little. If you've got a group. Mm. But it's basically the same as if you win a regular costume contest and then you get three full punch cards. That's just like getting $15. Yeah. Because then you have three times that you don't have to pay. So I want to say it's $15, but it could be more. I'm not sure. Okay. And so we did not actually give you the address for our website. The link will be in the episode description, so be sure to check that out. And the link is the two witnesses podcast dot wordpress.com I shall close us in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for 
this time that we have to spend together and the technology that you've made available to us in order to to do this. Uh, thank you for your word. Um, thank you for the history that it preserves, the story of this this war between you and the angels who rebelled. And this, this is a war that continues to this day, a spiritual war that we can't see. You know, it goes on all around us all the time, but we're blind to it because we only see the world around us. We don't see the spiritual world. And so thank you, Lord, so much for, for preserving your word and preserving this history of both the spiritual and the natural worlds. Help us to, to learn from it. Thank you for giving us this joy as we study and we make these connections. No, your Bible is not a boring book at all. Amen. 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 Next time on the Two Witnesses Podcast, Noah builds an ark to save his family from a prophesied flood. Join us on Thursday for part two of Genesis 6 with the Two Witnesses. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and we pray that God has used this to touch you in some way. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue our journey through the Bible.